Intimacy is saying what you want or need to say without the fear of rejection. That's right. When a couple can talk to each other and neither one believes that what the other one is saying somehow can be defined as I don't want you, need you, love you because you're flawed. Yeah. And so something's wrong with you. If that does not exist in their minds, then they're truly intimate with each other. Welcome to the Developing Great Relationships podcast, where we are having conversations to help you understand God's design for great relationships and how to develop the habits needed to achieve it. Now here is your host, Joshua Verwers. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Developing Great Relationships podcast. My name is Joshua Verwers, and I'm so happy that you're able to join us here today. On today's episode, Dr. Mark Majors and I are jumping into some powerful scripture that tells us how we are to have a great relationship. That all starts right now. So we were talking in the last episode about Genesis 3, and I said I wanted to come back to this conversation about two main things that I see happening in in marriages and relationships, the blame game. Uh, that we saw with Adam and Eve and also the fear of rejection. That blame game comes out and I saw it with Adam and Eve where, you know, God, it was the serpent you let in the garden. Uh, God, it was the woman that you gave me. And so they're both blaming somebody other than themselves for their own actions. That's right. We see that a lot in, in all of our relationships. What does it mean when I don't want to be responsible for my son? <laughs> okay. And what does that mean? It, it means at, the, at its core, I'm God and it's not really sin. I get to do what I want. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the ultimate rebellion, isn't it? Yeah. The ultimate rebellion. I am God and I say what is sin and not sin. So I want to pass it off. So it's not my sin anyway. Right. It's your sin, you know. I didn't do it. You did it. Yeah. You know. I don't want to be responsible. Um, you know, everyone tries to make somebody else responsible. And you know how it is in the marriage. The couple comes in and she says he does this. And, and he says, well, I do this because she does this. And, <laughs> right. and she says, well, it's because you did this. And it goes it's back to the Adam and Eve. Yeah. You know? yeah. Well, and it becomes uh, a form of justification. We're trying to justify our actions. We're trying to, yeah, it it is. It's saying, well, this isn't really sin because this, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. I I didn't have really a choice in this, you know, she did this, which made me do that. Mm -hmm. And it is, it's, it's not taking responsibility. It's childish behavior. Yeah. And John says fear has to do with sin. And so all of a sudden, they're afraid of being found out that they're sinners. Right. They're afraid of that because, as I said previously, they're rejectable. You know, God did not reject them. Mm-hmm. He covered them. Yeah. Loved them. Right. And so what we see is the fear of rejection started at that point, And mm-hmm. that carries on into marriages today. When the people say one bad thing to the other, you know, um, that what's the matter with you is I reject you and the way that you're doing that yeah. or what you said, it, it's a very harsh, horrible thing that creates great 
anxiety and tension. And what's the matter with you? Or I reject you. Uh, the way you do that is dumb. Um, right. What you said doesn't make any sense. All these things exalt the self. After all, I'm God and I'm right. And the way I think, the way I talk, the way I do things is perfect. Yep. And you are flawed. Yeah. And, and so that's at the core of it. Mm-hmm. will be like gods. Well, we reject one another. We create great pain and suffering in one another. We do. We use a lot of different rejecting statements. You listed off some of those. And then there are some that <clears throat> the, the words themselves are fairly innocent, but it's the way we say them. I think about uh, a moment you know, working a job where a boss came up to me and he was asking a question, why did I do this that way? But he didn't just say it that. He was like, why did you do it that way? And all of a sudden, what I did was not good enough. And that was the the feeling that I had. And of sure. course, I think I was mature enough at the time to kind of stop him and said, do you have a problem with that? And he said, well, no, I just don't understand why you would do it. Mm-hmm. Well, I could have taken that the wrong way. I could have said, oh, he's rejecting me and just got mad and become a hothead and started yelling and screaming and mm-hmm. we blow up. Mm-hmm. But I just asked another question, trying to figure out why did he, you know, ask it in that way. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of these things that we say that on the surface are innocent enough. But the way we say them, and a lot of times it's because we don't understand what we're even feeling in that moment. And we're not quite sure how to articulate this. Mm -hmm. Uh, I see this with my wife a lot. I'll ask her question and she just gets that that look on her face and it's like, mm-hmm. I just said something wrong. Mm-hmm. And so I'll have to ask her, what did you just hear me say? Mm-hmm. And then what she heard was not what I tried to say, mm-hmm. but it, I've got to acknowledge I, in my statement, the way it came across, the way I said it, what came through rejected her, made her mm-hmm. feel rejected mm-hmm. at least. And then I've got to own that rather than a lot of people will say, well, I didn't mean to. Well, that's, that's justifying right. that's the right. fact that I still hurt her. Yeah. Yeah. And anytime you say something to your spouse, the result in them having that horrible feeling of I'm flawed, I'm wrong, I'm, I'm rejectable. Right. I, I'm a sinner, you know. Um, I think we need to get up every morning, all of us, and look in the mirror and say, I'm a sinner. Thanks be to Christ Jesus. It's it's important to understand that at least to um, I mean I know there's there's different theological differences on that of whether you know some will sit there and be in the camp that yes we are that others will say I'm a new creation the old man's gone away Uh, and I don't want to get in on that but I think both camps would agree that there's an importance for us to at least recognize the fallen nature in these bodies that we still have and that there is this constant war between the regenerated spirit that we have and the old natural being that's there. It's, it's the same war that the Apostle Paul talks about yeah. uh, in Romans. You yeah. know, that which I will to do, I don't do. That which I will not, I do. Oh, wretched man that I am. There's, Who will save you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. There, there's that, that back and forth. But if we don't recognize that there is something inside us this side of heaven that is trying to get out in a sinful way, we, we keep making the same mistake 
we keep falling into that, that trap, that snare. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Yeah, yeah. Make God out to be a liar. Right. It's very important for Christians, I think, to read those epistles. Mm -hmm. um, James and Peter and John, to, to read them, because they're really talking to you about your nature. Right. And Paul hammers on it. Yeah, oh yeah. In his very elegant way all the time. But, so we have Adam and Eve mm -hmm. blaming each other, blaming God, but not saying, I'm a sinner, forgive me. Is that really the start of correcting that blame game? Just accepting responsibility that <clears throat> my part in this, this is what I did to cause this or to make them feel a certain way, and I have to own that. Yeah. Uh, is, is that the beginning of kind of course correction? Well, I, I think so, because God pronounced things clearly because... You listen to Satan because you hearkened unto the voice of your wife. Right. Uh, because you did this. And you did this. Yeah. You know, there's no shifting of blame or responsibility. You, made in the image of God, able to choose, able to decide your thoughts and um, decide to act on them or not. Right. You chose poorly. You chose. Yeah, and I think that goes back to, I mean, we think Jesus in the book of Revelations talks about this, you know, I know your works, I know your works, I know what you did. And then there's the old idiom that the, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Mm -hmm. uh, that's often a lot that I hear in the blame game when, when couples will come to me and start asking, you know, for some help and some guidance. Well, I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> it doesn't matter what you meant to do. You did this. Yeah, or often I will hear the statement from one of them, that's not so bad, you should hear what the other one has done. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. one. Well, I know mine is sin, but on the scale of sin, it's a lesser sin. That's it's right. like, yeah. um, sin still sin. Yeah. Uh, a mistake is still a mistake, and we need to own that. We need to have that responsibility. Yes. And so... Stop spending energy lying to yourself and others. When you mm. make a mistake, you make a mistake. Wow. That's a powerful statement there because it that is so true. We are lying to ourselves. We're deceiving ourselves at that moment. Yes. Uh, it's no longer about Satan deceiving us. We've taken over the role. We're doing his job for him. And, and remember, uh, instantly when people sin, just like Adam and Eve, uh, anxiety and tension comes about. Right. Clouds of judgment. Yep. Cortisol and adrenaline cause the brain to shut down its decision-making function. Right. We talked about the judging function of logic and relationship, and that shuts down. Yeah. And so totally. you're left with nothing but visceral fight or flight. Yeah, the know? fear, the, yeah. the re response to fear. What happens? Fight or flight. Yeah. So when people reject each other um, and they feel that they have sinned, then oftentimes the fight breaks out mm -hmm. because both of them are in this intense anxiety and they're not thinking clearly. 
Right. And so that's what they do. They fight or run. One will run and hide. The other one will pursue. Yeah. You know, come out and fight like a man. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And um, why one's hiding, you yeah. know, in fear because they've sinned. They're rejectable. Mm -hmm. So they think. We're never to reject one another. No. You know? Uh, uh, divorce is not allowed except for marital unfaithfulness. And, right. You know? And people die and that's uh, separation of the marriage contract yeah. through death. But um, rejecting your spouse through divorce is, God does not tolerate that. Rejecting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior sends you to hell. Right. So God is very sensitive to rejection. It does not like rejection, does not want us to reject one another, has called us to accept one another, as I mentioned earlier, with a personality type. Love and acceptance, you know, that's what we're commanded to do, not the holy suggestion. Right. We're commanded. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. This is, it's important that we understand this, and I think that people start to identify <clears throat> not just that all of this is taking place in fear. Uh, I know there are a lot of pastors out there. Uh, I've met with them. I've talked with them. And they understand that a lot of the marriage issues is rooted around fear. But I, I recall this conversation I had with a pastor that was astonished when I had said it was the fear of rejection because they had never thought about that aspect of it. But you're able to trace that back straight to Genesis, to the fall, and see that fear of rejection mm -hmm. that takes place. That that fear of rejection, it destroys any chance of true biblical intimacy. Yeah. Um, you've got one of my favorite definitions of what true intimacy looked like. Uh, it says that, Intimacy is saying what you want or need to say without the fear of rejection. That's right. When the couple can talk to each other and neither one believes that what the other one is saying somehow can be defined as I don't want you, need you, love you because you're flawed. Yeah. And so something's wrong with you. If that does not exist in their minds, then they're truly intimate with each other. They truly can accept what's being said without fear, without their judgment being clouded. Mm -hmm. You know, they're perceiving the statement accurately, yeah. you know, without something happening. And for some people, they're, they're so thin-skinned. Almost anything said, even in the kindest of ways, right. is experienced as a rejection. Yeah, and you'll hear the husbands, I've heard this often talking about their wives, well, she's just too sensitive. You know, she just takes everything, you know. And it's like, that doesn't excuse you to not communicate. Because yeah. what I often see is that you'll have a husband and wife especially, and they just don't say anything. You'll see the same thing happen in, you know, in workplace issues where there's an employee that they start having an issue with the company, with their direct boss, their supervisor, whatever, but they won't say anything because, well, I need this and I can't lose this. And so they just become silent and they, they stop talking. Yeah. In marriages, it's destructive. I think you've referred to it as almost like a, a Cold War marriage. Yes. 
Cold War. O oftentimes, people will live in fear of mutually assured destruction because what one will say to the other will destroy them. Yeah. It's like, <clears throat> so I'm, I'm going to say anything to her because if I do, she's going to blow up at me and I'm going to blow up at her. And Yeah, well, I've heard the statement many times, why talk? It always ends in a fight. Mm -hmm. So it's painful enough to live with you, but if we talk about it, it really gets painful. Yeah. So you know, I'll just live in the lesser pain. Right. Uh, it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, and I had a conversation with a, a husband recently. And we were talking about this, this exact thing where he would try to talk to his wife about, I obviously did something and it hurt you and I'm sorry. And then she would go into, well, when you do this, it's because this, well, she's doing a cause and effect type of a statement. But and I asked him, I said, what are you hearing in that? Well, he heard her calling out his intentions and I said, stop it. She doesn't know your heart. She doesn't know what your intentions are. You do. But you need to actually man up and take responsibility for your actions. Because your actions have led to her feeling like this is your intention. And it was just eye-opening for him. And he's like, so she's not... And I said, she's speaking what she's feeling. What she's going through. What she's perceiving in that situation. And I said, you've got to be able to at least say, I did this. I hurt you. I'm sorry I hurt you. And I said, and you've got to be able to say that without fearing her blowing up at you. The more you can communicate that, the better it's going to be. Yeah, you're getting at a very critical point here. And um, I know we'll be going into the intimacy exercise yeah. at some point here. Um, you must obey God regardless of what other people say or consequences. Right. And people don't get that. So God calls us to live with integrity with one another, in intimacy with one another, in love, mm -hmm. respect, honor, to really value one another, <clears throat> but never to hide never to pass the blame on, right. never to minimize, justify, rationalize what has happened, yeah. but, but simply act in integrity. He, he didn't say to Adam, <clears throat> well, you didn't know that you obey your wife only when she talks to me and tells me what to do. No, <laughs> yeah. you, you don't obey your wife. You don't obey. You don't hearken unto your wife. Yeah. You hearken unto your God. So people who, you know, um, say, well, I will apologize when this happens. Right. Or, you know, or that happens. You know, they, they get into trouble because they're saying, Lord, I, I think I'll obey you under these conditions. And other than that, I'm not going to obey you. Yeah. And then that becomes a conditional form of love. That's right. um, everything that we do then becomes on our terms um, because it goes back to then us being God and us calling the shots. Mm -hmm. When it comes to that fear of rejection that we have, that we struggle with, and we talk about the intimacy aspect being, you know, freedom from that fear of rejection. That's where we really need it. We need to be able to communicate effectively. 
does it all start with us taking responsibility for what we say and what we do? Um, yes, and, and it's fascinating because people want it to be mutual, and it's nice if it's mutual. But God tells us very clearly, you must do it. Right. It's irrelevant what another person does. Yeah. It's irrelevant. It, you know, this is between you and God. Yeah. yeah. It's not between you and anyone else. It's, I will obey you, God. I will love this person. I will seek their best. I will think on the good things. I will do what you tell me to do. Yep. That's so good. All right. Well, I want to get into that because as we're talking about the what we have to do, what God tells us to do, and we've been really jumping in, especially on marriage relationships. So I want to look at the, the responsibilities, the roles, what we are actually called to do uh, in the next episode. How about we look at Ephesians 5? I think Paul lays out a great list there of the role of husbands and wives. Does that sound like a good plan for the next episode? Yes, it does. All right. We'll kick up in the next time. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. I know it was a great conversation for me to have with Dr. Mark, and it's got a lot of information about the Bible and how scripture actually can help us to have a great relationship. Ultimately, that's what we do here at Developing Great Relationships. And if it's something that you're interested in, we host seminars all year long. You can catch us on our website for more information. Just go to dgrpella.org. Until the next episode, we just want you guys to stay blessed and have a great relationship.